The Money Show. Small business. Pavlov at TDs. How to make sure that it's not all just about you. Not you. Just that's a broad theme for our topic this evening. Yeah, have you faced this? I mean, in your business where you, know, you kind of, you're so busy going along and uh, there's so much stuff in your head um, and you, you're loving it and you're rocking it and it's brilliant. And suddenly you wake up one day and you go, hold on a second, but nobody else knows what I know. That becomes a bit of a problem because you're sort of this wonderful resource that nobody can access if you bumped your head really hard or something like that. Yeah, it does. You know, the word convention is is such a it's such an underutilized word because convention is where I suppose you slip into a way of doing things, Bruce, and largely become unaware of it. You simply continue doing what you've always done in the way you've always done it. It's pretty much like driving. If you think about most of us, we we faced in the very very early stages of driving a very brave. Uh, uncle or brother or sister or friend or cousin or some crazy person that thought they would uh, help us out and teach us how to try and drive a car. And they took us around the block a couple of times and we used to go to the shopping center where no one was there. And eventually over time, you started to learn how to drive and you used to drive turn from wherever you were going. And you said to yourself, you know, hey, listen, I've got this. I've got this. It's under control. And today, when you drive from A to B, how many people actually pay real attention to the journey? You know, mostly your mind's busy with something else and you're just simply driving. It's, it's, all, it's almost automatic experience in, in more ways than one. And, and that's what you've just described. It's very much a convention that we slip into being the business as opposed to building a business. So how then do we get out of that cycle? Because it's a dangerous cycle. It's it's lovely to be wonderful at what you do. Um, and it's wonderful to have lots of people working for you. But if they don't know what you know, and if you're not transferring the knowledge and the skills to other people within your organization, surely your organization is massively, massively, massively vulnerable to yeah. you leaving, selling, having a stroke, whatever the case might be. Yeah, well, look, selling, good luck if that is the case, because, you know, there's a lovely African proverb that says, don't look where you fell, look where you slipped. And Bruce, just today, I had two engagements with two business owners. In the morning, I met with this one business owner, he's in his later 50s, and he's built a a remarkable business in a very, very commoditized sector of the economy. Um, and when I say remarkable, you know, this business is doing upwards of 350, 400 million a year. That is a really solid business. And still in today's environment with COVID and all. And now 32 years on, they want to exit the business. And he was furious that the price they had set, that the price they had agreed is no longer the price that's been offered by the acquirer who after doing a due diligence figured out that 56% of the revenues come as a result of the relationships of the founders. In other words, the revenue is owned by the founders. It's owned through relationships. It's owned through history. It's owned through personality. It's not really owned by the business. And the choir turned around and said, well, if I buy the business today, and you leave tomorrow, 
who's to say whether that revenue will remain in place? So they put in a bid with a hefty 60% discount price, and it's created a real trauma in the business. Because after 32 years of building a business in this manner, in this way, where you've got the know-how, you've got the relationships, you've got the, the juice that makes the thing work, the oil that greases the skids and gets the cogs turning. Well, in many ways, you've built a job. And then in the afternoon, to compound the frustration of the day, I then had a second meeting with a, a business owner who's late in his 30s, started the business about seven years ago, and has built one of the most clever, remarkable technology platforms that manage the full risk of big events in, for example, sports stadiums or political events, or um, they've, they've, just had a, they've just had an opportunity to bid for the Olympics, and it looks very much like they're going to win the Olympics. So they're these big events, and it is so clever. And he has a deep, deep history. He was uh, for for until about five years ago, he was in the police uh, in, in the United Kingdom. So he was involved in security all his life. And it is such a clever business that they have built, Bruce. And every time we're about to get going, because he recognizes that he needs to get out of the kitchen, so to say, so he can focus on building the business as opposed to running it. He phones me and postpones and says, but Pablo, you know, we just landed another three stadia. We now are in the final stages of completing our, our bid for the Olympics. Please, can we begin next month? And you can see it's not where he's going to fall 10, 15 years from now when he cannot exit the business profitably because it's where he's slipping today. He's focusing on what's urgent as opposed to what's important. And it creates a massive dilemma for all how of us. You, building how do you get a balance, though? Because, I mean, the urgency, you kind of, you think if you take your eye off the urgency today and focus on the really big and important stuff, which ultimately is actually quite boring, the urgent stuff is the exciting bit, and that's why you're doing the job. You're uh, not doing the job, starting the business. Um, you know, the, that big, long-term boring stuff is, yes, I know, Pablo, it's important. But, geez, it's dull. A lot of it's really dull. Yeah, it's very dull. And it's it's quite hard to get right because mostly you're unaware of it. You know, mostly it is so part of your daily convention that it's almost like you're building your business like you would drive your car to and from work. You're mostly not aware of what you're doing that's going to put you in a position where you will be in the future regretting the actions of today. So the, the, the kind of four things you've got to get right, Bruce. The first thing is as hard as it is, you have to simplify your business. Because for most of us, we start our businesses with very little money, if any at all. So it takes longer to get them to a place where you can get some proper momentum. And that means in the early stages, you're saying yes to everyone and anything and anyhow, anywhere, anytime, any place. And that gets the money coming in. But over time, once you've got some sort of stability in your income and your revenues are coming through and you're You've got some sustainability there. You've got to, got to, got to simplify it. And simplify means you've got to simplify who it is that you serve. If you try and be everything to everyone, you become nothing to anyone. And you build such a complicated business that you have to be at the center of it all. And it also means you have to simplify the kinds of services you offer, the kinds of products you offer. And very often, 
You know, I see someone get good success with a particular client or a customer, and because they created great service, in other words, they themselves were responsible for the service, not their team or anything else, that client or customer says to them, hey, but Bruce, you know, you did this for me. Do you think you could also probably do that? And do you think you could also supply me with this? And all of a sudden, as you try and move towards simplicity, because you are chasing the revenue all the time, you just create more chaos and more complexity. So simplifying is without a doubt the first thing you've got to get right. And I think one of the hardest things to get right. It is. Uh, and also the sense of ownership that your first 5, 10, 15, 20 clients, however many, have of you, their sense of ownership of you, making it that much more difficult for you to step back from the business um, and putting your colleagues in charge of projects and saying to your colleagues, you are now the key contact on this particular job because that person hasn't yet woken up to the fact that they need to be getting away from managing the micromanaging their business and they kind of expect that you should be doing the same. After all, they made you. They gave no, you your first break. They, you owe them. <laughs> oh, gosh, completely. They, they will leverage a guilt trip on you second to nothing, and you feel it. And Bruce, we've had this, you know, we've, we spoke about this before, and it's worth speaking about again. There also comes a certain point in time where if you put into that corner constantly and you're not given the opportunity to, how dare I say, almost systematize the way that you service clients so that you can give, so that you can rely on a system to deliver the service. In other words, what are the activities that you perform whenever you engage with those main clients? And, and, and this is where it becomes tricky because the way I behave with my client is the way that I drive my car. I'm so used to the relationship. I'm so comfortable in the relationship. I don't even think about the many little activities that when cobbled together and put into a sequence, create an experience of service for that client that makes that client want me all the time. If you don't go through the process of building out the way you engage with your clients like that, then you can never create a system. And if you don't create a system, you can never delegate it to your team. Yeah. And needless to say, if you don't delegate it to your team, every time you say, right, Jack, you're now going to be the account manager of this particular client, they're going to step in there. They're going to do the best that they can do. But you know what, Bruce? It's not the same as you dealing with me. I don't want Jack to deal with me any longer. I want you to deal with me. But if Jack was given a system on how to deal with me, which reflected and mirrored the way you dealt with me, which is absolutely possible for all of us to do, then eventually over time, I will accept Jack as my point of service, my point of key account management. And that's how you start to let go of being the center and proximate cause of value in your business and translating it across to a team that gives the same experience upon which your business successfully was built. Not only, though, are you empowering the people who work for you, the people who um, come to work nine to five and sometimes way beyond, not only are you doing that, but you're also enabling yourself to get away from this business one day, to have that 
asset of value, this thing that you keep telling us we need to be striving towards, working towards, and that is one day when we decide that we want to hand over the keys to somebody, somebody gives us a big fat wadge of cash in return rather than says, well, you're blooming lucky I'm taking these keys from you. But like SAA or whatever, you know. Completely. And, you know, a, a lot of people write write it off. You know, they, they've been in the business for 15, 20, 30 years. They haven't done this. They never had the insight and foresight through no fault of theirs or anyone else's to do it this way. And when you are at that position 20, 30 years down the line and you're looking to get out, trust me, to turn all of, to rebuild the business in this fashion simply puts you in a place where it's, too little, too late. And Bruce, that's why forearmed is forewarned. I think that every single business owner should be paranoid about getting this right because the liquidity moment, the greatest liquidity moment for all of us is the opportunity, the ability to say, when I want to get out, the ability to get out at a premium price on a clean deal. It becomes the wealth creation instance 